And we're live. Welcome back to the Dresden Files podcast. This, yes, See? Dresden Files. This time we're going to talk about the law that we've been talking about for weeks, honestly, but get to actually discuss it, dissect it, go through page by page, line by line. Yep. I think... Oh, just a second here. I, just, I opened up the stream to see the chat and I could hear myself. I got really distracted there because I started playing. <laughs> yes, uh, let's keep simple focus. Let's just one novella. Although, I mean, do you have any opening opinions about it? Because it has been just a little bit divisive, I think. Uh, I mean, I really liked it. I, but it, it wasn't like... It wasn't like a five star, more like four and a half or something. If I were to put it in Goodreads terms, it's. I loved. I think uh, I watched. You know, we just talked about Daniel Daniel Green's video about it, and I think he had a he had a, a fair criticism, but I you know the good parts I just really liked more than what he liked. So I think it's fair to say that it, it's it's the first book after Battleground, right? It's. Uh, it, it kind of feels like he says suspended in time. It kind of has to feel suspended in time because you want to save all the stuff for the main next book, right? This is just kind of like, like we know behind the scenes, this was like a fun summer project that Jim got contacted to do. And he was like, yeah, sure. Why not? And he made up the story. Uh, I really love the getting back to more detective-y. I thought that was really cool. Uh, I love the new characters. I really like, like Max. I like him a lot. Uh, I like that Dresden has a lawyer now. Mm, yes, Dresden uh, definitely needs a lawyer. <laughs> he needs. We need to get. He needs to study the Ancelia courts. He, he's gonna. He's gonna need that at some point. It might be good for him to have an actual document to refer back to once in a while. <laughs> uh, uh, the the pimp being just huffing copium, which is like a Twitch thing, <laughs> and uh, with that, there is no magic. I got the what is it heebie-jeebies or whatever he says. Uh, I thought that was funny. I mean, all the it was a solid story, solid book. Uh, the audio book narration was really, really good and just really interesting to hear Jim's version of the voices. Uh, some better than others, but it was definitely interesting. Uh, but yeah. I think the main criticism you can walk away from the law is that whole kind of where Battleground ended, all these massive things happen, and we're just kind of not really dealing with that. But, you know, that makes sense in it, the greatest yeah, it scope. it does make sense. I was kind of, I think of the law as being like, this is the test run for how he's wanting to do 12 months. This is we're dealing with smaller things in in each separate months instead of being one giant debacle of a, a three days so having the issues being smaller and more spread out is how we're actually going to see how people are healing and changing and just reacting to battleground and so this felt like like a test run but i enjoyed it it went back to the the noir gumshoe detective which i love so it's just playing into the things that i i enjoy I, the uh damsel in distress and the pimp evil bad guy they're not the most complex characters, but I don't need them to be. And in fact, we don't need them to be, I don't think. They are the common people. This was a very common bad guy. Not everything is 
demigods are going to crush the world. Some of the problems that they're dealing with are everyday little assholes. You also have to play into some some tropes so people can kind of fill in their bl the blanks themselves. What when you got three and a half hours ish length of a story, right? Uh, oh, and Justin's back. Is the microphone working, Justin? It's not the microphone; it's the signal. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. Justin's here in spirit. <laughs> yes. If you would like to attempt to share opening thoughts on the law, you can you can try. We'll see if we can understand it. Am I a robot beep boop? Yeah, you're kind of a robot, but yeah, I mean, you get what you're saying, but it's not the best listening experience. That's cool. Well, I can I can pass. I'll catch up later. Okay. <sighs> so, so do we do we do the the usual thing, or basically take it from start to finish and? Well, I've, I've got the Kindle version up on the side. Like, okay, I have this version Ooh. developed three different ways just to be prepared for this. Uh, all right, so chapter one. There's some there's some news I forgot we should probably share. News, news. Uh, there is for anyone interested from was it Eaton Press? I think it is. I linked it earlier in on Discord. It was uh, the signed like what leatherbound form of yeah, Stormfront. There is a signed leatherbound edition of Stormfront you can buy. In installments, even <laughs> it's like 141 bucks. It looks really cool. I really want a special edition of Stormfront. So, uh, if anyone from the U.S. wants one, you can get one. If you if you're in Europe like me, it's probably gonna be prohibitively expensive for most people with import tax and stuff. But it's uh, it's really cool. That was the only news That's that as far as far as I know. All right. Uh, let's see. So chapter one, we meet Dresden, and he is in mourning with you. It's a dumb joke. I'm so sorry. But it starts philosophizing about life isn't fair. It's horrible, and it's mean, and the unfair thing is going to happen, which is about the fairest thing about life at all. And Murphy is dead, and he can't really handle it, but he tries to bottle up his grief into certain time points when no one is going to bother him it's between 3 and 5 a.m. because he can just lie awake, not sleeping, and deal with it, and then he can pretend to be a functioning human being when he gets up in the morning. And this is kind of the setup for the whole time suspension that we touched on there, right? That's like, the, it's getting explained that way. Yeah, so this is a, about a month, a little bit less maybe, uh, after Battleground, was like I think Little Things was about two weeks after Battleground, so this is two weeks after that, and so things have been moving, things have been slowly getting better, but nothing significantly better, and he's still just trying to fake a level of functionality. So is th this before Christmas, the Christmas short story? Yes. Right. So... When he finally wakes up at, at 5 a.m., he takes a cold shower out of a choice because then he's not thinking about anything else when you're in the cold shower because they are miserable. Uh, goes down I, to... I like how he has access to actually taking a hot shower now. Yeah, that's an Yet. interesting implication. <laughs> we still take the cold shower. He goes down to the kitchen and Will is there with coffee and they just kind of grunt at each other with no sounds like eh, up until they have coffee and they're functioning human beings pretending to be 
I can't relate. I don't drink coffee. You're not a grown up then. Yep. That's the gatekeeping I'll put on the grown ups yep. drink coffee. I'll, I'll drink, I'll drink, you know, a heavy milk ice kind of coffee. That's a milkshake. Mm, tastes good. Okay. After coffee, Justin can understand English and Will goes over the list of things that they have to do that day. Uh, there's, let's see, they have to eat a whole bunch of carbs because it's leg day. Apparently there's a budget meeting at one because the economy is still bad. Uh, big evil economy. Uh, Marcone cut some corners when he built the place and now they have uh, rezoning guys threatening legal action. The city was careful about Marcon, but they don't give a shit about Dresden. So the fact that it's a castle in the middle of a neighborhood, they, they are asking questions and being unhappy. Then there's a meeting with a Paranet committee with Paranoid Gary. And at four, they have to arrange the details of the first date with Lara. I'm not budging like on the, my limits, the, Dresden says. I like the will has become Dresden's PA. Yes. It's interesting to choose Will for the position, I think, since I figure he would prefer to be running around and like being a wolf and all that, or maybe a dad because he's got a little girl now. So maybe he's the PA and in, uh, in a more, you know, what can we say, that's less dangerous kind of thing than what he did before, basically being a, a vigilante group leader. Uh, I don't know what Will did work wise. I can't remember. Engineer, right? Yeah. yeah. So, it could be. This then. is a good way. If this is his. Instead of being a vigilante, he's, he's doing the stuff for Dresden and maybe not working because it sounds like he's there early, right? But so, but that's how he feels like he's still doing his vigilante bit, but not running around putting himself in danger so he can be there for his kit. That makes a lot. That makes sense. It does make a lot of sense when you put it that way. And also, Will could feel that he's someone that Dresden will listen to if Dresden's going to go too far off the deep end in some way since he'd had before. Like they had discussions in like Deadbeat about like, I'm about to lose it or turn coat but he's about to lose it and he was with will in georgia the fact that then he was able to recover a little bit more because they're friends they have they have been they are probably some of his closest friends right they play they're all playing together he goes to he goes to them several times when he's like shit out of luck and and they've been and they've been tough with him and yeah i mean they're i don't know if they're michael best friends but it's pretty close up there right but michael's more than just the best friend he's like michael's family yeah. All right. So uh, there, there are limits and negotiations happening about the first date with Laura that Justin says is not for two more weeks. But Mab's lawyers will want time to review the terms and limitations, so they have to start the discussions early. And terms and limitations is one of those phrases that probably shouldn't apply to dating, says Justin, but it's, sometimes you need them. When you're dating Lara Wraith? Yeah, probably. When you have Mab arranging your wedding? Yeah. And oh boy, does Dresden need a lawyer. But, uh, let's see. Dresden says, morning is for rebuilding and for people. And yeah, that's why Will says that there's an insert in the morning and Dresden should really talk to her. She really needs help. She's in a bad spot. She doesn't need a wizard. She needs probably just a good PI. And, uh, Justin hasn't been that in a long time, but he's going to try. And her name is Maya, because we have another M name. 
We get two more in this book. Of, he of knows course. now. He's doing it on purpose. He, he knows. There, there are plenty of other letters. I mean, I understand the impulse, but Jim, there are plenty of other words for little. There are plenty of other letters than M. <laughs> How about tiny? Minuscule. M and another word for little. That was adorable. All right. Maya uh, is late 30s, probably has skipped a lot of meals. She's fairly stark, but pretty and dressed in very comfortable clothing. Um, and Dresden remarks that she looks like Susan would have at that age if Susan had survived. That's going to push some buttons, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. I mean, on top of he just lost Murphy, on top of, of all of the other damage at Battleground, it, it's got like the reminder again, he murdered Susan and this, he could have helped her, or maybe he thinks he could have helped her. Oh, my God. So much heartbreak. All right, and Maya is being sued. And Justin's not a lawyer, but she can't afford a lawyer. No one can afford a lawyer, and especially the chaos of Chicago. The courts are so uh, horrible that she's not going to be able to get any help from that either. So she tells Dresden, because as she says in a minute, uh, she needs a miracle, and word on the street is Dresden can make that happen. She reveals that uh, eight years ago she opened up her business for the tutoring. And before that, she had a difficult life. She was a sex worker. And she's looking to see if Justin is going to judge her for that. And he says, it wasn't my life, wasn't there, not my place to judge. And then I think he asked her, did she have an issue with it? Yeah, and she's wanted something different, she says. And so she got a bachelor's in education and started up the, the tutoring. She called it Sunflower. And it's specifically focused on kids of the middle or lower class that are trying to get into a, a better educational situation so that they don't have to stay lower class like their parents are. And a lot of low income uh, kids, they particularly have a, a, good, a pool of money that they're all chipping in to help supplement the, the tutoring for kids who truly can't afford it. And that there are 39 openings of a, a Sunflower, all franchises of people tutoring these low-income kids who truly need it. And now all of that is at risk with this suit that is being put by Trip Trip Gregory. He owns the building that she was working out of and even in the previous life. And that's when Dress is like, oh, so he was the pimp. And that's bad. He was not a good person. He was a facilitator, but he was arrested on narcotics charges and has been in Pontiac for the past eight years. And um, yeah, well, we'll see. But what a man! What a stubborn guy! <laughs> yeah, he's definitely in uh, a showcase. In is it stubborn or stupidity or both? Definitely both. Right. Very true. So, so when he had gone to jail, she had the opportunity to uh, ch make all those changes in her life. But now he's out, and now he wants a whole bunch of money from her because he seems to think that she has it. He says, okay. I owe him also, for the time wanna, and back pay. She says. A note, note here for the, like, for the rest of the book here. I was like, 
even though he's really like to realize just how I don't know, kind of ignorant he is, but uh, like I was so sure that there would be a twist in the book that she did have the money or something, just because he was so he was so convinced, he was so sure. But really, and then she goes to get along, and she's like, he's just like, he doesn't really have anything like in it to be sure about. He just doesn't understand, you know, people being nice, I guess. Because she's like she she respent the money into the fur in the company, and she gave away charity like she gave tutoring away for free to so use too much the income to cover for that that time spent on that, and he couldn't understand that the money would have gone to that. Yeah, Which is... he absolutely couldn't understand it. It's like speaking a foreign language to him. Right. There is a clause in the contract that they had signed a long time ago that he says that makes him uh, her partner demanding repayment from all the profits that the company had made is also calling all the money that they had donated for the kids who couldn't pay for the tutoring as profits. And so he's suing for a quarter of a million, but they're a subsistence business. They have no real profit. All of the money goes back into the business. And therefore she has no money for the lawyers, the depositions or the experts or anything like that, but he does. Well, he cheats, so. Oh, hey, no robot. Yeah. Connection looks like it should be fine, but I've just been waiting for my time. So, but yeah, he, he cheats because Marcone is providing the lawyers and everything. So. Mm -hmm. Spoilers. Oh, no. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> We're doing a line by line reading. I, it's going to happen. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Not like we haven't already spoiled things, but I just want to give you a hard time. So everything is crazy with the chemical weapons and the terrorists and the heebie-jeebies and everything. So she needs a miracle. Dresden's the only one available. And since he doesn't like bullies and she's a woman in distress, he's going to help. And he looks up Trip Gregory, goes to his house, and let's see, finds a pair of young women who are apparently dressed to go dancing at the beach were just leaving the house. Probably like, you know, cousins or something, you know. Yeah, they're just brought over thing of baked cookies or something. But Dresden is still paranoid and watches them in their little sport uh, car as they're leaving, just in case they produced an assault rifle from somewhere. And because he's a trained observer of people. But as he pounds on the door, uh, the guy says, like, I pay you to fucking leave. What do you want now? Because he thinks that it's still the women. And he, uh, they go back and forth on it. <laughs> it Trip says, who the fuck are you? And I always expect him, I the fuck am Harry. But he was even more politer than that. Uh, Dresden says that he was working for Maya. And the anger that he feels when Trip calls her a whore as very much on the winter mantle, so says Dresden, or maybe just his own chivalric issues. But he walks through the door of the threshold without permission, which leaves most of the mantle and most of his power outside of it. And uh, it's probably a good decision if he's deciding that the mantle is influencing his anger too much, if he can, despite intentionality, leave it behind. He still has his anger issues, though. 
they go back and forth about, do you know who I am? And you're an asshole and you're trying to extort money out of something that doesn't have it. And you're hurting people. And he checks for the very obvious places for a gun, Dresden does, finds a gun and then throws it around so that uh, Trip can't have it. There's a lot of bills on the table that says final notice because Trip has no money. Makes me wonder how he still has a house because Dresden says that he was the legal owner of the house. So someone had been paying some basic bills for that. Maybe Probably that was Marcone. Marcone again. Could be. So Justin says, this is the friendly talk trip. Drop the case against Sunflower, or you could threaten, but you're the kind of scum that I don't in even enjoy scraping off of my shoe. Let's say you put off a bad kind of energy. It's the kind of thing that tends to come back home hard. <laughs> you think you scare me, Harry Dresden trip says, okay, a smart man would be afraid of me. Well, I'm fucking not. And Dresden just leaves it because it's too easy. <laughs> Not gonna go there. But then he says, don't end a sentence in a fucking preposition. And I hate everyone who knows anything about grammar because I can't keep anything of it straight. I don't remember what a preposition is. Don't test me. I don't know anything about grammar. I can barely put my periods and commas in the right place. Right. I just know how to speak it more or less. I don't, especially English grammar. I have to say, learning other languages can sometimes be easier because they're more rigid, but English breaks all its own rules. It is indefensible. There's a lot of, uh, wow, I really do not like you. And I did kind of find that a little tiring when it's a fairly short novella and it's just Harry repeating, I do not like this guy. I don't like this guy. I really don't like you. Kind of stop. Jim's Jim's emphasis was also like really, really strong. Like, yes. just like, wow, I really do not like this guy. And it's like, holy crap, man. Like, people don't talk like that. Not often, anyway. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. I mean, there's a lot of comparisons to John Wayne. I don't know much about how John Wayne sounded, but if, if that's what he was going for, okay. But yeah. could he change the words there's a little a bit? There's a few other words. There's out a there. couple of, yeah, there's a couple of classic lines. Like, you know, the one that sticks in my mind is like the whole, you know, let's get these wagons in a circle pilgrim. And he's just like drawing out all of his syllables and stuff. But like I said, you know, like I didn't, I didn't get a touch on it earlier, but when I was listening to it, I definitely had like Kurt Russell and John Wayne love child. That's Harry Dresden coming out of Jim Butcher. Like that's what it sounded like to me because there were a lot of like elongated, you know, syllables and, during the interview, he at least copped to Western influences, right? So, you know, like Dresden is the sheriff in town. So, you know, he, he's probably channeling that on a subconscious level, I would guess, but. Mm -hmm. yeah. I mean, he's specifically na named the Kurt Russell character, right? In Big Trouble Little China. True, yeah, yep. So yeah, yeah, we got we got both. Um, but yeah, now, now in a future book, I want to hear him say, fill your hands, you son of a bitch, because like one of the most classic, you know, one of my favorites from True Grit, John Wayne, and then, you know, redone recently, obviously, but it, it's such a classic thing. So. Okay. Like I give a fuck if you like me, Trip says, uh, give me my fucking money or I'll see her in court. 
that there is no fucking money. So she lied to you too. And I agree with Andreas that at this point, I was wondering if Justin was being duped and if Maya was something like secretive or supernatural or in some way just setting him up. Apparently not, but uh, it's we didn't get to see Dresden doing a background check on Maya to see that everything was right. They mentioned it later that they had done so, but uh, it it felt like something that now I have to think about it. Now this is foreshadowing. Yeah. Uh, more insults, more of the same, more of the, I don't like you, go talk to my lawyer. And then he leaves in the Munstermobile. And Harry says, it, he needs to think this one over. It's time for a skull session. And he goes back down to his old lab, the old little room at the bottom of the sub-basement of the old boarding house. And now it is the sub-sub-basement of the castle. And it still has a more or less the same like table set up and he's got all this growing collection of weird and exotic got objects and a shelf of uh, soft cover books and a skull and he demands to talk to Bob. And Bob has a monster truck toy. He's running this place is like driving a monster truck, he says. You want to watch Star Wars again, boss? Because now, with the controls that he has of the castle, he can apparently make anything a projector for whatever it is that he wants. Emails, movies, internet, whatnot. Yeah, uh, when he did the whole text message thing, projection and stuff, I know this was already happened in cold days, right? But now Harry has has, has, has Bob back, and he's really hit me. Like, I get it. It's been 20 years since the Dresden Files came out, and things have evolved a lot in those 20 years with cell phones and internet and stuff like that. And I get how, how Jim kind of needed a way to maybe get that in there. But, like, giving Bob access to the internet. Goddamn, Jim. I mean, Bob already had access to the internet when he went to Butters. That's what, like, from... Yeah, yeah, I know what happened broadband. there, but, but I didn't really... It didn't really hit me properly now that Bob will just be on the internet now forever. He's gonna stay probably to Pornhub. Oh yeah, <laughs> no, no, he's gonna. Bob? He's that was day one. Yeah, oh, yeah. I just don't. Yeah, he he's... won't have a reason to leave. Is my point. Yeah, he's like the dirty version of Jarvis now, you know. So, but it he better not ever get access to the financials because that's how Dresden goes bankrupt from all the pay per view and and everything that he buys. So. <laughs> Well, Dresden can't use a credit card, so he doesn't have them around. He doesn't have a credit card number for Bob to be able to empty. I'm curious where they're keeping the cash to keep the castle running then, because they mentioned that early on. He's right. got enough so, cash for 18 months, so. Yeah, bank yeah. account versus hard cash. Who accepts cash nowadays, except for maybe like waiters? Like, I never use it. A vending machine or a tip at a, a restaurant. No one else accepts cash. It's something a wizard would do, though, right? Like, he'd be behind the times enough. Oh, yeah. If he doesn't have a credit card, he'd have cash. <laughs> maybe, maybe this is where Will is helping out of, like, here's, like, you move it through here, you move it there, here's a, here's a write a check. Who accepts checks anymore? Ugh. Everything's on a chip. What? A castle, a massive magical construct designed and built in bygone days by some old 
hoary old wizard long since dead. Does Dresden know who the wizard is? How did he find out? Maybe. Yeah. Okay. The castle requires... Dresden. Sorry, did Dresden bother asking what a starborn is? So. Oh, God. All the so, yeah. questions that Dresden <laughs> Yeah. Requires a spiritual conductor. It requires Bob. How does this castle require Bob? And it, so serendipitously, he has it now because he stole it from Marcone. Did Marcone need know that it required Bob? Did Marcone have Bob? Or some version of? I I would guess Namshiel would have told him. You know, if if he asked the right questions, because that's another thing. I don't I don't expect Namshiel's just like, hey, by the way, you're an idiot the whole time, and he's just like telling Marcone everything he doesn't know. He's probably like, Marcone's like, don't even fucking talk to me unless I ask you directly. You know, but or maybe Guard knew. You know, because that's her job more. So right, but. and if how popular are these spirits of intellect? How many people we know of two. We know of like three or four people that Bob had been owned by. This castle right. wasn't one that Bob knew of. Presumably he hasn't said, oh, this is the place I used to live in 400 years ago or anything like that. So right. who was the spirit of intellect that was running it before? And where did they go? I have many, too many like, questions. And How many people are angels banging? If they're all coming from angels in the first place. Right. True. Because because we, we don't the... we know Bob's parents, but we don't know that he is predicated from, you know, like uh, an angel relationship or something. If if that is a required component, I mean, now I've got some serious questions about Mab and uh, Uriel's teenage years. Mm. So you know, because mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> I, I mean, she I... I felt like she was implicated, if not, you know, like. But, but yeah, I yeah we do feel like uh, we very unofficially have decided that Mab is involved in Bob's parentage somehow, just because it would be right. fun probably. But uh, like Randall, I have I also had the thought: Did Marcone get his hands on Evil Bob, and that's who he was working with? I I would not. I mean, for all for all we know, though, like it it seemed very clear that Marcone may not have known about the magical defenses, but certainly hadn't activated them. That seemed to be something that Dresden figured out in short order. Um, so I doubt he had access to Evil Bob unless he was way, way on the down low, right? Um, just imagine the right. glee Evil Bob has trying to break up the prison break, you know, because he absolutely would have known that was going on, you know? Uh, yes. Um, so, so if Marcone did have Evil Bob or anything like that functioning during Peace Talk Battleground, then... We should have been able to see it, or that means that Marcone was deliberately letting it happen, the breaking right. out of Thomas, which is possible, but... Sure. I I think the conspiracy theory needs one more layer, though, and uh, allow me to wear the appropriate shirt for this today. So where does Marcone find a castle overseas? <clears throat> he, has, he has a source, and so maybe even Guard didn't know but maybe Marcone went to his contractor and said, hey, I would like to have a castle. And he's like, Vaterung's like, I have just the one for you. Marcone doesn't know. Namshiel doesn't mention it. Guard doesn't know. But Vaterung knew. And he knew, hey, you know, let's just get this castle into Chicago. And 
Harry will figure out the rest, you know. But, yeah. You know, there's a there's a lot of wishful thinking in this theory, right? I'm not going to hang my hat on it entirely, but oh no, I go ahead, do so because yeah. I've been thinking yeah. similarly. Whether it's bad or wrong, I was wondering like, would Leah, the very godmother, like make sure that her godchild has the thing that he needs exactly at the right moment, or would Mab do something similar between that? Considering she has a working relationship with Marcone now, like there's lots of people who might have gone through some levels of energy to uh, make sure that this was available for Dresden. And I just want to know who. And so what, what did we know? Marcone paid with a service to someone in a group of people, I think he said in Scotland to get the castle. And it was also uh, ensorcelled by the Till with Tyke, but the Till with Tyke are Welsh. So they're not the, the Scottish people that would have been still more like say uh mother winter or leah or the norse because the norse have ties in scotland <sighs> yeah I, I haven't stopped thinking about this castle in a long time it would have been interesting if that had been like no but they 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 buckled too easily i feel like to the eyes power but if there had been like a mention of those runes or something looks suspiciously like the ones in demon reach and it was merlin's castle I mean, didn't didn't they mention that at one point? Like in Little Things, Bob said that the castle's defenses were almost on par with Demon Reach or with the island. Okay, that's he did it not is. say that they yeah. were the same, but that was gotcha. why Enya had um, Gwyn's head, and that she killed him as showing that she knows what the castle's defenses are because he and the Tilith Tig had helped build the defenses. Maybe, yeah. Hmm. Maybe it would be cool if like, cause it was wizards. So. And we all know that basically Harry is, is Merlin's heir, right? Like, he's got demon reach. He's from the line of either straight bloodline or apprenticeship from Merlin. He's going to get the books. Like, he is. He's, he's the fulcrum. He's, he's Merlin's heir. Something like. Possibly. <laughs> We have to probably He's literally wait Merlin. Come yeah, on. time traveling Murphy, Merlin, something like uh, that. I really don't hope it's gonna be that one. That, I like the air thing. I, like I think can we can we officially put the time traveling Murphy thing to bed? Like I, I think that's pretty to bed at this point, but uh <laughs> we're not gonna see Murphy like perhaps again. perhaps it's been buried, perhaps it's six feet underground, perhaps excuse me, I'm sorry. Anyway. We're not gonna see Murphy again until the last last uh, book in the apocalyptic trilogy, when she's where Vaderung's gonna be like, "Open the gates," and all the <laughs> warriors are gonna come, including Murphy. As an aside, I love that Marsters decided to press Jim. Do you feel bad of what you did to us with Murphy? <laughs> and when you 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 liked uh, Jim's evil supervillain laugh. <laughs> Wonderful moment. I, I have so too many questions of this castle. A lot, a lot of tinfoil. And as you're talking about Merlin, as he had refused to tell us who had owned the castle before, and I had thought it was going to be a gimme if I asked, like, it, does it begin with M? I think he said, yeah, I should have just accepted that. <laughs> and or like the the connections of Merlin to Harry that we've already talked about, of like like Merlin and Mab, Merlin and Harry, Merlin and Morgana Le Fay and the Athame, and, and very confused. I need some answers, and Dresden needs to ask some fucking questions. 
You're going to get them when they're relevant for the plot, and Harry's going to be like, what is a starboard? Hopefully 12 months, finally, we'll get some of those with a training montage. So Too much of me is expecting that right when someone like listens to wind, it's like, okay, here's all of the information you need to know. He gets pulled into Mary Mary universe and it's just going to. Oh, yeah. Mm. And Jim extends it for another two years or something. Like, yeah. Okay, Harry, here's what you need to know. And then he's gone. Yeah, I can, I can I mean, see he's it. He's done this several times. Like all the way back in, in like uh, full moon when he had the first conversation with his id. And uh, it is like, oh, yeah, and about your mother. And then he wakes up and he can't have the conversation anymore. <laughs> right. I mean, if, if it's Jim wasn't doing it do. and he, he was like, you know what? I'm going to check out what they're talking about on the Dresden Files. But he's sitting right now. Yep. Portal at the end of twelve months. <laughs> From a mirror, I still really want it to be. I like mean, trying to shave and he's like, looking at his face in a mirror, and he so he gets only half his face shaved with the whole book. It's just be right. so awkward. Yeah, like I, I definitely, I'm feeling the in, the interruption, right? You know, one way or another, you know, he's going to get pulled through before he finishes something. But on the flip side, like if it is, you know, like you know, uh, listens to when trying to tell him, I'm hoping what happens is, you know, he gets pulled through and then like the entire mirror mirror is like, I'm not going to tell you what being a starborn is, but I'm going to show you. And we get a whole book on like, this is the mirror side of your choices, right? This is what it looks like to be a starborn and bad. This is what, it, this is what Harry Dresden, the destroyer actually looks like. You, you know, everybody's been afraid that he's been the bad guy and everybody's worried and maybe he's a monster. This is what monster Dresden actually looks like. You know, um, these things but, seems more like something that would be in Uriel's purview. Well, he didn't and ask Uriel what sure. a starborn is. Uriel should answer. Uriel probably wouldn't. I, I was just mean in terms of actually showing Harry alternate universe. I feel like that's like a. It's like I feel like there's like a, like that might not be a wizard level thing being able to do easily at least. But we'll because Uriel he's everywhere at once, right? He's in every reality. Well, that's what I was going to say. Like that, I mean, that would be that would be a nice touch to have Dresden pulled through, and at some point in the middle, you get a little bit of a lull where he meets up with Uriel. And wait, are you my Uriel? And it's like, well, I'm the Uriel, you know. Like <laughs> I am just Wayne, Mr. Uriel, Sunshine. I can see it from your ears. Like, just like, wait, I was like, excuse me, what what are you doing here? This is not the right. This is not your universe. <laughs> Wrong universe, Harry. It's like, wait, you know me? Yeah, 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 I'm Uriel everywhere. What are you doing here? Right. Uh. All right, that was a significant tangent of complaining of we need more answers. <laughs> All right, let's go back. Okay, Bob. Bob in Monster Truck Castle. Okay, uh, Harry has told everything to Bob, more or less, and Bob says, is there any chance whatsoever that the hot school teacher is going to get naked during this? Let's assume. Just assume she's perfect. not. So, <laughs> yeah. I don't see how that could be true. Bob said with certainty. I'll factor it in if you give it, if you like. <laughs> All right. So we start with uh, Trip. Gregory got the public stuff and called Rollins for the rest because Rollins didn't retire like he was planning on because Enya had destroyed too much of his life and he decided to keep working. So Trip Gregory's record is basically what uh, Harry had seen. He is a pimp and he is a small-time drug dealer. Cocaine mostly maybe uses his own supply as he does with both drugs and women. 
He's got no record of violence, but CPD thinks he's been adjacent to a few too many girls who have gone missing. So mm -hmm. either if he didn't do it personally, he probably had someone else do it or something along the lines he's involved. So uh, Harry says gut is more, says more likely that he'd sell them. And so Bob suggests kill him. And Harry's un uncomfortable with this. Okay, fine. Mostly kill him. Open a way to somewhere he'll get a thematically appropriate and toss him in, close it, and go have a beer. Harry doesn't wrong. do this to mortals. God damn it, Bob. But uh, as tempting in its simplicity, Harry just can't handle more death, more killing, at least, right now. So why don't you stick him in a cell and demon reach and then have done? Because he doesn't die, but he can't hurt anybody, and you can pick any kind of punishment that you want. But that brings up trauma with thinking of Thomas, and that's not allowed, so that's not possible. This is one of those scruples things, and Bob still doesn't get it between morals or ethics or same difference. It's irrational and illogical, and he doesn't like it. Okay, but Bob says he only has a few options. So first, you can convince him to withdraw the case voluntarily, either scare him off or buy him off. Uh, but Harry doesn't have money anymore because he's got some set aside for Maggie and her tuition to the special Harry Potter type school, and he's got enough left over to run it for 18 months. He needs income. He cannot spend it. And he'd use the money to expand the operations and ultimately hurt more people, so that's not a good thing. All right, call up something out of the Never Never or Demon Reach and do, or do the Faceful of Plasma spell and tell him to buzz off, which might work. Mm -hmm. um, let's see, fight him in court like Perry Mason. Who's Perry Mason? <laughs> I don't know. Oh, kids. No. And Los Angeles yeah, I mean, Perry Mason was also the name of the TV show. So 1957 to 1966. We need Ben. You got the whole internet at your fingertips right there. So yeah, was, you don't want to. Looks like it got it got rebooted in 2020. So and is still going according to IMDb. So that might be why it was a pertinent reference. Yeah, because that even yeah. seems old for Jim or or Bob. Okay, right. odd reference. Okay, but Harry is not a lawyer, and it'd be more expensive to hire one than to pay him off. <laughs> hmm. All right, so that's how settlements work. But can the sexy school mom pay a lawyer with sex? No. Can you, Bob? <laughs> all, the options open. Yeah. all of Bob's options no are just like screwing or killing. Well, yeah, I do. I do like we kind of came up against. I I can't remember if it was like, um, it was one of the early books, right? But it's like. You know, um, why don't you just kill him, Dresden? Bob, you can't just run around killing people. I know. That's why you should do it. <laughs> you know, so it's just like it, we were very close to that conversation again. So yes. yeah. uh, one thing I really loved about the novella was just like having a, a solid dose of Bob and his snark. It, it, something I missed, even though it wasn't in Marster's voice. It's like Jim's performance was pretty good. It wasn't even all that different, but it just... Marcia's is perfect. If this show ever happens, Marcia still needs to stay on for Bob's voice, if no one else, but also most of everyone else. Okay. So we don't have cash, and there's some form of bartering, perhaps, but Dresden has an idea. Like something occurs to me, Bob says, bound to happen time for time. 
Right. If he has all the bills stacked up against from being in jail, how the hell can he afford a lawyer? Bob says maybe he's paying in sex. <laughs> it's a very good currency to Bob. Right. That transaction only goes the other way, probably. But the lawyer who represented him before he got sent to Pontiac was Talvi Inverno. So what can they find on this guy? And this was interesting. I really found this interesting that Bob does some basic Google level searches and doesn't find much. There's not much of an internet presence, just some public records. There's no business advertisement. There's no, uh, like, everything is very minimal surface level. And it's hard for Google to say anything about an like, outfit lawyer or anything else, or it's, it's hard for Bob to understand what Google is saying. It's the bigger issue. So Harry tells Bob to get in touch with Paranoid Gary and have Gary find the information because Gary is an internet native. All right. So Harry's going to try to uh, see if he can scare Trip Gregory off. Maybe it'll work. If he gets scared enough, then he won't keep pushing. Uh, but then he's going to have a bunch of information from Gary afterwards. I, I prefer Gary's alternate title. Uh, crazy, but not wrong, Gary. Boats, boats, boats. <laughs> so he goes up to uh, Trip Gregory's place and sees another young woman just driving herself away. Uh, let's see, this intimidation tactic does not work because Trip is too stupid to be intimidated. Like. Intimidation does kind of depend on the sense of fear that you can instill. And if you are too stupid to be afraid, it's just it does not work. I, I like a lot of the memes I've seen around this with like D&D &D memes where it's like, so what do you do? I intimidate him. I show him my magic. Natural one. Yes. So, uh, I mean, Harry does some basic things. He hexes the BMW that uh, does the like star spell or something, or the fire, it was a green fire or something like that, but it was real fire, even though it's magical, um, blah, blah, blah. But Trip just says, it's the heebie-jeebies. He can't do anything. He's just having a chemical dose of the terrorist attack, something rather HBGB. He's gonna go lie down and take a nap and just, he's just like, but you're supposed to be scared. Oh, this always this works like almost always with the mortals. Like, yeah. what the propaganda fuck? is a hell of a drug. So, mm. yeah, I'm going to melt your face off if you don't back off the suit on Maya. I'm just gonna go take a nap. That's 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 a nap time if I ever saw one right there. <laughs> I mean, if you're actually if you're actually that's like convinced that it's uh, you know like a drug spread by terrorists. I, I, does it? I don't know. We have, we don't really get the details, like, but I guess you know, just yeah, go lie down, dude. I mean, what? Uh, maybe go I mean, see a doctor. <laughs> there really wasn't a real chemical, so if they were knowledgeable enough to say that there wasn't a chemical, or but here there's HBGB, whatever something happened, and to explain all the things, what can they tell you as the placebo medication to ward it off? Drink some water, go take a nap. That I mean, to me, the most. Yeah, I mean, that's all well and good. But to me, the bigger thing is like, what happened to downtown? Where did all the buildings go if it's mass hysteria? Like, they're saying that oh, when they, they detonated the that chemicals action. that like, so it was like a simultaneous like 
large-scale terrorist attack flattened a city and release the heebie-jeebies at the same time like yes you know. because that is easier to swallow and, than anything that they saw that was crazy actually was real and and which group was responsible for this because like there's a lot of questions about the official answer too like obviously it's very hand wavy and and i'm sure that's as much the government as it is jim at this point and you know maybe we'll get more of that in 12 months again or something but like you that's like what happened in Chicago with Enya is bigger than Pearl Harbor and 9-11 combined by far. Like mm -hmm. it is, it would have been, it would be the largest attack ever. Like there are wars that don't inflict that much carnage on a single city, right? Like it's just, it boggles my mind that they were like, oh yeah, and PS, it was terrorist organization x or it was the russians or well like what who who even has the capability of doing that and people are just like yep it's the heebie-jeebies like obviously trips an idiot so we don't go through his lens for anything but for them to even try and like write it off that way you know before ukraine you could have said the russians now nobody would believe that right uh, but... i mean though though the russians have leveled several major cities in sure. you know yes, similar yeah, fashion true. so you know I was just making fun of the Russian incompetence, uh, but I think I I thought the way it was gonna go uh, from battlegrounds and forward would be like there there are plenty of these urban fantasy books where it's like magic is known and uh, accepted or whatever. But if you, everybody knows to one degree or another, and it, it starts integrating into humanity and culture. And I kind of thought that would that's that would be where it would start to go from that point on from battlegrounds, uh, right. but it seems like Jim does not want to go that way, and it it, it like you say, Justin, kind of it etches on the on the like on the believability a little bit, like because we know like, I, I, the humans explaining it away in these smaller encounters plus organizations trying to hide it, but this would. This was so big. Like this is the biggest thing we've ever seen. But we do, we do also know, you know, the Black Staff have done some pretty big things with magic. Just him right. alone. That has not been. That's just been like that was just natural disasters. So right. yeah, yeah. I forgot if it wasn't if it was an earthquake in the law like that. That helps a little bit, you know, that it is more of a natural disaster because. I mean, I don't imagine Chicago is seismically unstable, so you know there there'd be a lot of a lot of difference there and whatnot. But you know, it just it seems so, so wild. But you do get a little bit of a wedge the other direction too, because spoilers for later in the story that we're going to get to eventually. But like you know, he does run across the police, and you know, a lot of them are still wearing the bean, right? You know, they know, and they just don't talk about it either. You know, right. so it's like he's probably pulled a significant chunk of Chicago into into knowing, right? Even even his lawyer and everything like that. People know they just don't talk about it because then they get labeled labeled as wackos like Butters did or you know, whatever else. So yeah. Or it'd just be it's just not the conversation that you have in daytime. You have that conversation in the dark when no one can see your face and how scared you are. <laughs> maybe yeah. It, yeah i mean even if everyone knows it, it it's also could just be uncomfortable to discuss and acknowledge 
And so the TV saying, don't panic, it's just a chemical that you drink some water and you'll be fine. It's, it's comforting and people will rely on that when they need it. And they'll acknowledge the uncomfortable effects when they can. It's also just, you know, forced to, but that's still questionable. It's, uh, I think, I actually have like a thought right now where about that. Like, two, two things. One, people saw the same thing, right? They all, the, all the destroy, all the people saw about, they would then have seen, like, if they were in the vicinity of whatever happened in Chicago at any given point, they would have seen a Titan or lots of frogmen or Jotuns, whatever. They would have seen the same thing. Uh, but, Besides that, there's also video recordings and stuff, and I know there was would have been a lot of like mortal magic because there was wizards defending Chicago, but all of the non-mortal magic, which was most of it, would not have disrupted a cell phone, for example. Uh, wouldn't there be a lot? Because I saw that video that I linked with Daniel Green where he said it's like, "Oh, the, forget the whole thing. I brought up a criticism about video recordings. There would have been a lot of that, but." Of course not, because there was a lot of magic. But I'm not sure I agree with that, because I don't think Daniel thought about that it is only mortal magic that disrupts technology. I, but, I mean, yes, but no, right? Because I think I think there was a little bit of a hex, and there was some stuff that, uh, you know, Enya and her forces were doing during the battle, too, right? To to drive the fear. Yeah. So like, And that's why Mab, Mab had to do the fog. Don't do mortal magic. But didn't she do something to turn off all the lights? Like she disrupted the power. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. So if she disrupted the power, then that would also possibly disrupt like the the internet lines or anything like that. Maybe someone could have taken a recording. Maybe we'll see someone who did do that, but they'll probably they'll probably just get buried and taught like as if they're crazy it, people. Yeah, for for a shorthand, it's not a one to one thing, but I I took it as basically the same play that um, Cal did in Deadbeat, right? You yeah. know, like Cal yeah, just simply some being form there. Of magical EMP, and that was one of the things I think Faravax was trying to counter some amount of. He, I thought he was closing the ways. Was mostly what he was doing. So I have to do a, um, a re-listen. Maybe we should just re-listen to the whole series all over again. Reread. We should start. Yeah, in three years, we'll finally come back to this conversation. <laughs> Give us some time. All right. Yeah. Uh, I want to remember again of what all of the, the things that were happening and whether it's valid or not that someone should have been having recordings or not. Maybe there was the, so much destruction can cause a lot of disruption. They could specifically be trying to knock out the, the cell towers or anything like that. But hmm, I don't know. Undecided on that point. Yeah, I don't know. I just know that you know, uh, at least in in Daniel's video, I don't think the the point that he that he brought up as the excuse didn't really stand that a lot of magic means all the technology was out because it, it is only mortal magic by the rules of this world. But it could like like people brought up in chat and what what uh, that it could have been like, like you know a magical EMP which didn't only take out power and it was specifically made to take out technology. I'm sure non humans can do that like human like it's just easier for human wizards because they just amp up their magic and go like Dresden goes hexes right. Uh, I'm sure a non mortal uh, practitioner can do hexes. Uh, so yeah. All right. Uh, well, Dalton says that it wasn't just lights. All the cars and cameras and internet stopped, which would explain 
that, but I want to go back to the text and actually find that. Uh, all right. So Justin with Trip, uh, Justin says, I had just been defeated by a literal hallucination built from denial and the most determined and pettily self-interested stupidity I had ever encountered. So uh, intimidation will not work. All right, and that puts us at the beginning of chapter six and we are at an hour. There's no way we're gonna get through this uh, today. So I guess we will pick up from here next time. And this would be when we're talking to how did we get, Gary and Will. How did we get for, uh, further? Like, did we go on, we never go on tangents. That never happens. Mm -mm. Not ever, not with tinfoil and questions and irritation and a lot of, lot of questions. Yep. So. See? Yeah, I guess people can join us for part two in 14 days. Next week, we'll be doing uh, While We Weren't Recording, mm -hmm. uh, which is not Dresden. It's anything else, really, pretty much. I yeah. don't think we have a specific theme set up for that one. No, that one's the no topic. Uh, so we can week. just get everyone together yeah. and, and see what happens, which is probably going to be talking about Marvel. <laughs> I mean, I just, I just watched Love and Thunder yesterday. I wouldn't mind talking about that. <laughs> I shouldn't have said anything. <laughs> You set yourself up there. I mean, it's just admitting the inevitable, uh, but also I don't need to cause it. It's just like, <laughs> we haven't uh, talked about the new Marvel show either. I need to watch the last episode. There are other IPs. Yes, but the, the Marvel one is nearest and dearest to my heart of all the IPs. No, Dresden is. Do you want to do you want to do a, a deep dive into Alien or Terminator or Predator? I mean, which which IPs would you like to talk about? Alien's cool. Right. There's an alien TV show coming soon. Did you know? No. I just no, saw that yesterday. There's coming one, a prequel one, 21st century, the first one to take place on Earth. Uh, no recurring characters except the alien. This sounds mm. terrible. I know. <laughs> Stop. I kind yeah. of like so alien, aliens, like the, the, the mm. four movies, like those were, were fun. But I think like, Ridley is involved, if that helps. I don't no. think it does because Prometheus was. <laughs> yeah. Oh. This is interesting. True. I definitely don't care. Uh, oh, Justin, did you see oh, this? Yeah, uh, yeah. Resident uh, Evil's out on Netflix. Something I didn't even know that was just coming. That's a show out. It's a oh, show. Is it the Raccoon yeah, City something? No, it takes place in London. I think it's like fourteen years after the world has gone kablooey of um, Resident Evil. And it follows a daughter of someone because I recognize the last name. Whistler, Whistler, something scientists. like that. Gotcha. I'm not really into the Resident Evil universe, to be honest. So I don't really I, I mean I never played the games much or anything, but I liked the first movie and half of the second one, and it just kind of became like a I'm gonna watch these because they're more zombie movies, and then it just got really bad and I stopped. So like uh... Yeah, they did a remake. She just like turned into a superhero. That was pretty fun. Yeah, I like that. I like yeah. when she became a superhero, and then I was annoyed when they took it all away. The next movie is like, no, I wanted to see her be a superhero. No, like between that and like all the like the company agents that were all like this the same looking guy, like was a clone or whatever. I just that's not what I'm watching for, guys. <laughs> like, let's go back to the to the wonky zombies and just the general because like the first one is like you. It's very you know, formulaic, right? Like the, the first movie anyway, right? We've got good actors and actresses. You recognize, you know, at least half of them from various different things. 
You've got your corporation going way off the rails. You've got generally just normal zombies with the psycho computer and we're trying to escape, right? And it's only once you get to the end that you start getting into some of the, the crazy mutations and stuff. The second one, they've got to take the mutations even further, but you know that's where I feel like it kind of starts to go off the rails. And then it's just like, you know, they go everywhere, right? Like, I mean, it, it's a movie a year for a while. It felt like it was like, dude, oh, Wesker, you're just churning Wesker, right. these out. But so it has yeah. to be the back. Voice goes the back guy, right? Wesker's a bad guy generally. Yeah. But yeah, yeah well, so, that's that's how anyway. the movies very well. But I mean, I. If you're looking for a zombie video game, the first, like, they, the remakes that they did, I thought were pretty good. Uh, and I have to go back and watch that movie. I remember enjoying the movie, but I don't think they treated the original uh, content very well at all, from what I understand. Probably not. Yeah, no, they don't. I'm going to have to watch it, though, because freaking Lance Reddick is in it. So I don't know. Going to have to go see Zavala be awesome. So That's the guy from Destiny, right? Yeah. He has a very unique voice. No, but I mean, right? Yeah, he he's also the guy. What is it? What do they call it in John Wick? The concierge or whatever. So, he's one of the dudes. He remains he remains loyal to John, I believe, through all the movies. I like him. Right. He's a writer. Because he wants to live. So that's why. Well, I think that was the show for today. Yes, we've even successfully plugged things. But you can tweet at us at Dresdencast. You can like subscribe on YouTube. Thankfully, we're we weren't we got all the way up to two nine nine nine, and I was just like, can we please not stay at this edge? And since people like got us over the three thousand mark, it was nice because my eye stopped switching. (laughs) Thought we were better than that. I don't just leave me at a number like that. Get me to a nice round number at least. You know we're gonna get to three oh one and then and or three oh five because we have people who are nice to us. Exactly. So 